0: Are you a professional woman who wants to create passive income streams and financial freedom through real estate investing? Join us here on Real Estate Investor Goddesses, hosted by Monique Alm. Listen to women who are rocking it in real estate investments as they share their stories of success, failures, and best advice in real estate investing. Start creating real wealth through real estate. Tune in today. Here's your host, real estate investor, syndicator, and developer. Moni Calm.
1: Welcome to the Real Estate Investor Goddesses podcast. I'm your host, Moni Calm. On this show, I interview badass amazing women real estate investors who are crushing it in the real estate investing <laughs> space. And I'm super excited today to have with me Kara Gray of Charm City Buyers, who's certainly no exception to the rule. Big time badass. She's the president and co-founder of Charm City Buyers, a multi seven figure real estate business specializing in Baltimore properties. She draws from her decade of experience mastering the art of rehabbing residential buildings. She runs the Next Gen Accelerator program, which has helped hundreds of mentees across the country find finance and renovate properties in six months or less like me, she's a, a heart to help other people. So I feel like she's a soul sister and I'm so happy to have her. Welcome, Kara.
2: Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for
1: having me. Like, I'm super thrilled you're here. So how did you get started investing in real estate?
2: Yeah, so we, I started investing in real estate about a year out of college. It was super young. And for me, I was raised really talking about really the power of ownership. So I was told really young about a story of my ancestors really who started their own town called Hensonville in Pennsylvania, the ground that is now known as Lincoln University. And so with that history, I kind of learned the power of not only ownership and community building, but also being able to own that transformation. And then as a child watching farmland being sold and houses being built, kind of planted that seed. And so I always said, when I graduated college, I wanted a dog and I wanted to start buying houses. And so I did both within about a year of, of graduating school.
1: How lucky you were to have that story because yeah. that was not the story that I got. You know? It was no. like not a story of ownership. It was a story I get a job, go to college, get a job, get yeah. a job, but as a doctor, lawyer, professor, engineer, and then buy a house, but right. never real estate investing never uh, let's let's think about owning stuff so you were yeah, very blessed it, to have that.
2: It really was a blessing and I think I I didn't realize it until I got older like, like the power and the influence of that, that story had but it wasn't really told in a way of saying oh you should invest in real estate oh you should do these things it was just like a seed that I didn't realize was planted until I started to look at what I've been reaping over the years and like what happened and why and kind of tracing back my own roots. Because yeah, a lot of us are taught like you go to college, you get a job. I was totally on the path of climbing the corporate ladder and, you know, I had a really great job after graduating school. I was working at a Fortune 100 company. Like I was on that path and I could have killed, like I could have been a badass working for someone else. Be <laughs> frank. But that's kind of where my husband, I think, came in and planted his own seeds of just really thinking about entrepreneurship and, you know, what you're doing for someone else you can do for yourself. And so he kind of brought that entrepreneurship piece into my life to kind of, pull all of those different things together on being, you know, being able to run a business and, you know, do operations and do all of those things, but then do it for myself and do it for us and do it for our family and, and future generations. So yeah, that's how it all came to be.
1: And, you know, a lot of people don't think about this, but real estate investing is a business mm-hmm. and, but, beyond that, I guess, you know, with your husband, you decide to scale it. So tell us a little bit more about that. Strategy. Like how did, how did that come together to, you know, on the one hand you have your own investing and development mm-hmm. and all that part on the other side, you know, helping others. So how did that come about?
2: Yeah. So we bought that first one a year out of college. And at that time period, if, if most people kind of think about their own journey or journey of friends or family or kids, that first year, when everyone goes back to school and you got to go back to work, like that is a transition. And so during that period was really when we started to define our goals and what it is that, you know, what I wanted to do and accomplish, what he wanted to do and accomplish. And, you know, we were just, I guess, dating as my boyfriend at the time, like, what does this look like if we're going to do this together? And that's when it really started to click. Not only do I want to buy a house, I want to build options for myself leveraging real estate. I want to be able to bring in an income where I have the option to work for myself and I don't need to run and do all of these things for someone else and just be a number, like an employee ID for this huge company. And so that's when I set the goal to say I wanted to work full-time for myself by the time I was 30. And so that goal is what set the foundation to be able to build a portfolio. So we started with that first property. We bought it for about $26,000. We put a, almost $120,000 into it. And so it was a big renovation, a three-unit property, and took the revenue from that company, from that property, as we still had our full-time jobs and rolled you know, the revenue and things into the next house and just kind of snowballed, as we call it into building our portfolio using really creative ways of getting access to money and funding and different opportunities to buy property. And so that's what kind of set that foundation for building a portfolio to create a life and a lifestyle. So although my goal was to leave my job, my full-time job by the time I was 30, I left at 27. So I've been running uh, my own business and being on my own and signing my own checks for almost, I think about six years now which has been a a really great, interesting experience in and of itself. But yeah. That is awesome. Yeah.
1: So I want to follow up on something you just said, which is about Mm -hmm. like some of the creative ways in which you were financing and funding. Cause a lot of people I know believe that, Oh, they're limited to their own capital credit, what they can get from a bank. So what are, what were some of the like more creative ways in which you were able to finance properties?
2: Yeah, so I think a, a key a key piece to why and how we we're able to grow the way we did and, and get to where even we are now with our portfolio and the size and revenue was that very first project, we had this whole goal, everyone's to wholesale when they get into real estate, right? So our original plan was to wholesale that property, we're gonna make some quick cash, it was gonna be so easy because that's how it's you know shared. And what we learned, one was that the neighborhood, although the numbers were amazing and all those types of things, the neighborhood had a reputation that people just couldn't wrap their head around. And so we decided to double down on what we knew was true, which was it was a really great deal. But the problem was I did not have a trust fund. My husband did not have a trust fund to do this $120,000 renovation. Like, where are we going to do that? How are we going to make that happen? And what happened was we actually connected with a nonprofit Whose goal was to develop the same community in which we purchased this property, and they funded the renovation. And so that first project really planted that seed to say, you know. They print money 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Like the last year we've seen like they can do that on double time if they want to. So money is abundant, right? It's really about your ability to get access to it. Your ability to ask the right questions, to know and understand how to solve money problems and get you some of that money. And so that first deal, we worked with a nonprofit. The second deal, we seller financed. The third deal, we had a private lender, like really being creative on how we got access to that uh, to those funds, so that we were able to create, you know, win-win situations, obviously for us, but also for our financial proper our financial partners and the communities in which we were investing.
1: I love that. A while back, I had an interview with a woman who runs one of these like community projects where they have money to help investors. In that case, it was more on the commercial side, but still I love, I love this idea that there's, a, you know, I think about the seller financing and the private lending and, and all of that, but to look at, hey, there's actually, you know, money set aside for in certain communities to to fund this kind of thing. So that's really great. So where are you know, Where are your current investments?
2: Yeah. So, oh my goodness. We have eight active construction projects like going on right now. Uh, We have two more that are starting on later this month. We have a few falling off selling. So things are in and out all of the time. As far as construction projects, we still have rental properties. So we had over 20 by the time I was 30. We buy and we're doing things all of the time. We were actually um, scheduled to have a closing today. So we're super active still on, on what's happening in Baltimore. And then we also have a project that we'll be formally announcing very soon, but we're about to start a almost 50 unit new construction project in Baltimore City. So really I mean, quite literally going from buying individual houses to we did a block project where we pretty much adopted a neighborhood and, and transformed a block in Baltimore to now literally naming, creating, designing our own community. And so it's it's so cool to kind of think about where we started and where we are now and continue to about where we're going. But, but yeah, we're still very much active and talking about what we're literally doing now every single day. That's amazing. And
1: I love, you know, I, I have things in different states, but it's so great. You're so yeah. dialed into one community, into Baltimore. What are the benefits of really getting to know a, a community so well like that?
2: Yeah, for us, because we do, we have one property, it's out-of-state. We do have a property, um, an out-of-state property, but we do, we focus on Baltimore for a multitude of reasons. One being that we are 1000% experts in Baltimore. Like this is what we do, right? And so when we Are walking through a property or even just thinking of a property in a certain neighborhood, I know how those properties are structured because I understand what they're built. I know the characteristics. I know, you know, I know how that works. Like when we talk about rental income or revenue, like I know what it is in certain neighborhoods. So you become an expert when you're able to focus like that. But even beyond that, when you think about Baltimore, there's a lot of different pieces that requiring you to know and understand Baltimore to be successful here. You have the fact that Baltimore is block to block. You have the fact that Baltimore has nuances from a historical perspective with redlining and those types of issues that create a lot of the challenges you see today. You have Baltimore that has a challenging reputation, be it true or not, that kind of influences how things work here. You have vacant properties here that have been vacant for 30, 40 years that have very specific things you have to know and understand when you're going through that renovation process. And so not only do we know that because we're experts here, we're also able to take the fact that we are experts and equip people who may think about, oh, Baltimore has cheap houses. And so I'm going to go buy something cheap and let me go do all the things I see online, (laughs) but really be able to say, you know, no, here's how not only can you invest in Baltimore, but do it the right way right? We can invest in a city like Baltimore and completely turn on its head what so many other cities like Baltimore have seen as they've grown and developed over time, you know, the Harlems and the Brooklyn's and the Oaklands and DC, you know, we know what it looks like for cities like Baltimore to change and develop. So by being experts here and sometimes taking, you know, that what could be a sacrifice, right, to focus so heavily here gives us an opportunity to make a larger impact in Baltimore and be able to literally you know, write the, you know, write our own chapter in the history of the city, not only from work that we're doing ourselves, but in the work that we're pouring into so many other people who've been buying in Baltimore right alongside us to build not only their own wealth and generational wealth for their families, but help us build Baltimore. You know, we're really, really big on collaboration over competition. There's enough opportunity. There's enough property. There's enough money out here for everybody how can we make sure that we're, you know, surrounding ourselves and, and surrounding Baltimore with people who have that mindset of adding value in the community in which they're investing, while also making a few dollars and being able to to close that wealth gap and and be intentional about the financial freedom we're building for ourselves? So, you know, Baltimore is it. Like we're focused here, we're building here for today and for tomorrow, and our kids and our kids' kids, and that's it's fun. It's exciting. Like we close born and raised here. We love Baltimore.
1: It's like, you're building a community in the same way that your ancestors did. Uh, You're, you're really taking that on that legacy, that generational legacy. It's beautiful. Yeah. So I want to ask yeah. you a question. That's my favorite question because I find that we get so much more out of what doesn't go right than what does. So what would you say was your biggest mistake and what did you learn from it?
2: Oh my gosh. If you invest in real estate and, you, and it's like, you can't even organize your thoughts on mistakes that you've made <laughs> along the way, like you're, you're playing yourself, right? Like there's so many different There's so many different things, especially being so young and naive when we started. Even that very first deal, we bought that property wrong. It's like, well, how did you do that? Well, we were really excited and anxious in buying that property. We got it through an auction. Remember, we were like a year out of college. And so we had an option of getting a full warranty deed, which was going to cost an extra $1,200, or a quick claim deed, right? Right. So we were like, we can save that money. Like they sent us a little document on background of the property. Let's save that $1,200. You know, we're going to wholesale the property anyway, whatever. So we purchased the property. And before we swung a hammer, we had an, I think it was an uh, $8,000 back tax bill and a $4,000 back water bill. So before we swung a hammer was an extra 12 grand just from not knowing. And so the, you know, our story of starting and growing is riddled with, you know, challenges and mistakes and, you know, taking on too much risk or not having the right information. And that's like really what the foundation of NextGen and our mentorship program became to be is we have made the mistakes. We had to figure it out the hard way. We are valedictorians of the school of hard knocks but we all don't have to go through that process, right? We all don't have to make it hard. We all don't have to learn the hard way. And if we're able to streamline that process and make sure that more people are finding more success without wasting that time, money, energy, and stress, of figuring out the hard way, then we can impact and build and find success in Baltimore more and help to kind of race the clock of, you know, those negative impacts of gentrification that happen all the time. So, but yeah, there are so many stories, contractor stories, like there's plenty along the way for sure.
1: Oh, for sure. Anyone who's been in uh, long enough will, will make those mistakes. So like you and with my, you know, about the goddess training program, like, yeah. There are mistakes, but it's a lot better to learn from somebody else's mistakes than have to make them yourself because they can be expensive, right? Those, you had a $12,000 yeah. mistake, you know, if you spent 1200 or
2: 12000 right? I'm um, telling you. It's way less expensive, believe me. It's, yeah. it's so much more expensive to make those mistakes on your own.
1: Yeah, sure. that's why I say with the education, you're you're gonna pay to learn either way. <laughs> like yes. on the front end, yes. it tends to be cheaper and much less painful. On the back end, like you're gonna learn, but usually. A
2: lot more painful and expensive. Yeah, I always say there's there's no cap to the tuition for the school of hard knocks. Right? Like, <laughs> yeah. There's no cap to it. That, that bill gets very big very quickly. Yeah. So <laughs> I love that. What are you most proud of? I'm proud of how we are very much ingrained in our purpose. That's really what I'm the most proud of, of being able to walk in our purpose every day and do that not only on how we invest, but also plant that that seed in so many other people on how they're investing in buying and how they're thinking about wealth and opportunity for themselves and their family, but also like the city and, and the communities in which they're investing, I think. A lot of times everyone wants to see the glitz and the glam. You want to see the jewelry and the cars and the houses, you know, as a the result cash of them, and <laughs> Yeah, the cash and prizes, like everything's glitz and glam, but, you know, really being ingrained and steadfast in our purpose throughout it all is what I'm super proud of. Beautiful. And to what do you attribute your success? Uh, I think the fact that we just, Decided not to quit, right? I think in the journey of entrepreneurship, the journey of investing in real estate, the journey of the School of Hard Knocks, there's a lot of times where a lot of people would have quit and the only difference between us and everyone else who started around the same time with us or started in real estate in general is that we did not quit. We leaned in to the challenges we learned from the losses and were able to continue to, to build and grow to get to the other side that we're on now. And that, that has been key for us for the last decade. I love
1: that. Mm-hmm. And what advice do you have for a woman just starting out in this field?
2: Yeah. So for my women, stand steady in your power, right? And I think sometimes in this industry, you have contracts. Actors, or you'll have other investors or developers, you'll have a lot of people who make assumptions about who you are based on just looking at you have that all the time, especially when I work side by side with my husband, you know, if they don't if if they don't know, so it doesn't happen as much anymore. But if they didn't know us, they would direct everything to him. And that doesn't last very long, right? For, for, uh, for us, you know, standing strong in in your power and your ability, you don't you don't need a, you know, a husband or a man or whatever to to help guide you along the way or, or make it happen. You can do so all on your own, but also it's okay to be the only woman in the room and to own that power because we know our shit. You no, know, you know, hopefully you're allowed to say that. I think you said as women, <laughs> so I think I'm allowed to say that, but you know, own that. Yeah. Own, own that and you'll, you'll be just fine.
1: I love that. And speaking of working with your husband, we were talking about this at the beginning of the, you know, before we started rolling next month, my husband and I are hosting a virtual real estate investor soulmates retreat for couples Mm -hmm. interested in investing in real estate together. I know that you and your husband have had a very successful collaboration to what do you attribute your success working together as a couple?
2: Mm hmm. Very early on, like super duper early on, we sat down and we vision boarded and we communicated and we talked about it all. Like, what are my fears? What are my goals? What his fears and his goals were? And then design the life that we live even now. Like, what do we want this to look like? How are we going to create this experience that we want individually and mend and mold that together as? One. And that has been our North Star in business and personally for the last, we've been together for 13 years. And so that was key for us. So being able to have those conversations about money, have those conversations about you know, marriage and roles and all of those things. Because when you do business with your spouse, as you know, you're just adding on to complexity. Like we have a child, so we're parents, we're married partners, we're business partners, and then we have multiple businesses. Like there's a lot to talk about on a day-to-day basis. There's a lot to stay aligned with on a day-to-day basis, And so being very intentional about having the uncomfortable conversations as much as the the great, beautiful, cute, cuddly ones so that we can stay aligned and stay in our purpose and and keep the vibrations high in the household (laughs) because it's easy when you're stacking all of those things up together for all to quickly get very complicated and very hard, very fast. So that communication is key staying aligned, surrounding yourself with like-minded people and having that support system, which is why I love the fact that you're doing that virtual event, because it's important to be able to find other people who understand and know your experience and, and create that environment because it becomes a support system and just a, you know, another way to stay on track as you're going on your own journey. Like
1: same here, multiple businesses, kids, you know, just all the things to, to be able to have a relationship where you work well together and you still get, stay passionate and in love and have friends and all co well, you know, co parenting yeah. all the things. It does require communication and
2: intentionality. Yes, um, I love the word you know, to yeah. do that. Yeah, Beautiful. And is big. Yeah. And knowing that it's not always going to be cute like it is on Instagram.
1: Right. Like, oh, it all- and you have to have tough, you have to be able to communicate in the way that it's like you can communicate about the challenging things. And I say also like, disagree agreeably, (laughs) you know, there you can have disagreements and it can be tough, but then there are ways of communicating where it's still like respectful. And maybe at the end of it, you have a better solution than you would at the beginning versus like, you know, some people disagree, but they go very personal, very, you know, mean, very to like, you know, just trying to cut people down, bringing in things from what happened 10 years ago. Right. (laughs) And then.
2: Yeah. (laughs) And I don't want to de- derail the conversation, but we can sing on this all day long because what's so funny about it is if that happens, you still have a meeting you have to go to together in 30 minutes, right? Like it's yeah. still like you still have to keep going. And so it's, it's just really, it's, it's very important. Yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> With any partnership, but especially like your significant other. All right. So before, mm-hmm. this has been such a great conversation before we get into our famed end of show, Trinity, which is our brag, gratitude, and desire. What do you wish you'd known at the beginning that you now know?
2: What I wish I would have known at the beginning that I now know I mean, it's always great as you're kind of in the thick of things, getting things done. It's always great to see like that little light, like give me a little glimpse of what it's going to be 10 years from now, right? When you're in those situations, give me a little, just kind of have a little peek, right? So being able to have a crystal ball would have been nice. It would have helped as you kind of ride away the ups and downs of just business life or whatever. But I didn't have a mentor. I didn't have a coach. I didn't have someone... I could call or reach out to you and kind of made myself the resource that I never had when we first got started. And so I think had I had that, a lot of things would have changed, but it sure as heck would have been nice. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so yeah, before our Trinity, what is the yeah. best way for people to like connect with you and find out more about you and what you do?
2: Yeah. So, um, you can learn more about myself and my husband and our journey on social media, on YouTube, everywhere. We're Charm City Buyers. So we're at Charm City Buyers on Instagram, um, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. But we also have this really dope free class about why Baltimore is so important to all of us when it comes to our investing journey and um, why Baltimore is a really, really amazing place to invest when it comes to getting returns and hitting those goals that you have. So if you go to charmcitybuyers.com, you can register for that free class and learn a little bit more about what we see and what's happening on the ground here in Baltimore and why it's the place to invest love
1: it. Okay. So now it's time for our famed end of show, Trinity, which is a brag, a gratitude, and a desire. What's one thing you're celebrating right now? What is
2: your brag? My brag right now, we were just looking at, we've been paying attention to the numbers of our mentees, our Next Gen Accelerator mentees. And over the last three months, we've done over $3 million worth of real estate. So over the summer, we did about 38 units over $3 million in uh, purchases just in three months. I think we had four people close yesterday. So it's always things happening and going and making happen, making it happen. But it's awesome to see and experience all of that alongside all of our mentees.
1: Well, correct. And what's one thing you're grateful for?
2: I'm grateful for my family and our life together. It's just such a, we're in such a beautiful place. And I'm just grateful that all of the work that we've put in and all of those seeds that we planted that we're able to enjoy some of the fruit of our labor as we continue to labor on. So I'm grateful for that. Beautiful. And last
1: but not least, what's one thing you desire?
2: What do I desire? I desire the continued opportunity to share our story and our learnings and empower more people to take control over their own financial freedom themselves and take control over what it looks like for our communities to continue to grow and develop. Beautiful.
1: So shall your desire be or so much better than you can imagine? Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Kiara. That was amazing. It's so wonderful to hear you. Y'all, you can connect with her at Charm City Buyers on all the socials and at charmcitybuyers.com. Connect with me at reigoddesses.com. There you can find out about our upcoming Real Estate Investor Soulmates Retreat, our training program, our investor club, all the things. And make sure that you subscribe to the podcast and so that you don't miss another amazing Real Estate Investor Goddesses podcast interview. Bye-bye.
0: You have just listened to another episode of Real Estate Investor Goddesses, a show dedicated to sharing stories of women creating real wealth through real estate. If you found value on what you just heard, feel free to share with your friends. Visit us at reigoddesses.com to learn more about our programs and live events, as well as to access other resources. Until next time.